calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Hiya. Hi. Hiya. 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 Tell me about it. Stud. Uh, yo, I just <laughs> finished today listening to Hoaxed. Oh, shoot. Shit. And? <laughs> it was so good. I'm like sad that there's not more. I know it was a quick little series, mm-hmm. but it's actually so fucked up. <laughs> that mom, that mom is fucked. And Papa Hemp, he is mm-hmm. very fucked as well. Just hitting the people with the spoons. Bing. That he wears around <laughs> his neck? Yes. Bop. Bopping you on the head. Those poor children too, like just the whole thing. Yes, I feel mostly bad for the children because they're mm-hmm. just in the middle and they're just like a pawn in the hole. And I feel bad for that list of people. Like that would literally ruin your life. You'd probably have to change your name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they are. She's fucked, that mom. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, you should check out Hoaxed on by Tortoise Media. Tortoise Media, Yes. And it was very good. It's like a little six sixer, a little six parter. Uh, Chantal recommended it to me, and I finally listened to it. And then I started on Saturday, and I was like, "Well, shit! Now I got to clean the whole house because I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop." And then in the end, this Canadian woman came in and was like, "Hey, listen, here. this is yeah." you can't do this i love that and she's just some like random bystander with a blog mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she's like um excuse me no sorry but it. no i loved it well anyway what do you what do you know you know what you first I'm still doing all the same old, same old, same old, same old. What does that old. mean? Same as last week, you mean? Yeah. What Ditto were you reading last week? last week? Oh, the guest list. It's just a long book and I'm a slow O and I've got things yeah. to do. I'm I a know, busy woman. I know. I know. 
Well, I have got some reporting. Okay, let's hear it. Unless you had a a good thought, because you looked off into the distance. Like a thought came. I'm still listening to the cold podcast, but I don't know how to describe it to you. So there's no point. The cold podcast? Cold, yeah. It's about, it's like this reporter out of Utah. So he does like cases. Hey, we know some peeps over in Utah. We do. Yeah. Hey, babes. Remember that Josh Powell? Why does that name guy? sound so familiar? He killed his wife and hit her. That's not Away. the guy who also killed his kids in the oil thing. Is that him? No, that's a different guy. Different okay. shitty guy. I think he was from okay. Arizona or something. Oh, Josh okay. Powell. Let me just look and it then real quick. did he blow up his house with his kids inside? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes, he did. Yes. <clears throat> cool. Sometimes you just know. Sorry, I was no. going to go with that one, but I'm not. Sometimes no. you should not blow up your house with kids inside. No, it's not advisable. I don't even like kids, but like at least take them out of the house. Blow it up. Yeah. Blow sure yourself up. Don't, yeah. don't bring your children into it. Yeah, you get in that house and blow up. Mm-hmm. Sounds good don't to me. Don't blow other people up. Anyways, it's the okay. second season. It's not about him. It's about other people. And it's a case from like the 70s and 80s. It's good. So it's not like as recent. I yeah. feel weird about those, particularly because you know that they're probably not going to get solved because it's been so long. So it makes me sad. The guy is in prison. Well, oh, is, so it's got an ending. Or, um, Yeah, because the guy was in. Anyways, it's a whole thing. But yeah. Mm. Anyways, what what's up with you? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like last week I probably finished Anxious People. And then I also finished that Hidden Pictures, but I think I finished that last week too. Yes. And I started reading Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. However, I think I might need to DNF it because I know, I know, I know. It is so fucking tennis heavy that I don't know what's going on. Like, because I know zero about tennis, it's almost 45 love. I don't understand. Like, she's talking, like, she's explaining a game. And I'm sure to people who play tennis, it would be really exciting. But to me, at least with hockey, I understand the basics, like Mm -hmm. ball, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But to me, I'm like, this isn't exciting. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. So I don't know (laughs) if anybody's read it and can st- I tried to go into like the reviews to see if anybody was like this book is too tennis heavy but like no one really said that so I'm guessing people who probably like tennis read it I don't know I don't know 15 all yeah I mean I service don't know what that line means like who's fucking winning love that's all I know I don't even know what that means <laughs> anyway yeah so if you've read it and it's good let me know because I do really like Taylor Jenkins read and she always writes about an anti-hero which I love I love an anti-hero mm-hmm. so I'm down mm-hmm. for that but like not if it's all not tennis anyway get that so, tennis jargon out of here yeah get GTFO I finished um that other Lisa Jewel book that I was reading oh yeah what was that one that I read I don't know it was called <laughs> then she was gone wait no that oh, was the one that, no, we that was the one we read <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my Goodreads is being bad right now. I don't know. It was another Lisa Jewell book. Oh, The Night She Disappeared. The Night She Disappeared. Okay. Finished that. It was pretty okay. Lisa Jewell definitely has a 
based on the two books I've read for her by her, mm. she's definitely got some characters that she repeats ish. I see. Yes. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. got a trope. She's got yes. a trope. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then I started reading a book called uh, Things We Do in the Dark. I want to read that book, I think. Probably. So far, so it good. Sounds it's familiar. Uh It's a woman who is being, like, not framed. It's as if she's killed her husband. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. And she's got a, her name is Paris. She's got, like, a stupid name, but, mm yeah. 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 But there's a whole backstory, you know, one of them. Oh, okay, okay. For, like, why she can't, why she doesn't want this story to blow up, because then people will know who and where she is. You know, one of those. Oh, sneaky, sneaky. A little thriller suspense yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's me. Wowza, you're like a book reading babe, just like well, the name I got, suggests. I got the setup now. I can't stop. There's no excuse. I can literally I... move the wire so that it's sideways down by my face and I just go snoozing. <laughs> Honestly, the more I read in bed, the more I'm like, my arm's asleep and then I have to move to the other arm and then that one falls asleep. I need the setup. Yep. You need the setup? Well worth it. Okay, we've got three new babes. Who? Christine, Amanda, and Morgan. Morgan! Christine, Amanda! Hello! Hi! Hello! Welcome, Welcome to the party house. What's that song by S Club 7? S Club! Ain't no Ain't party no like a book pa- club party going down <laughs> yeah yeah ain't no party like a foot club party that's it <laughs> put your hands in the air put your feet in the air <laughs> take pictures of them and sell them on the internet yeah honestly okay. maybe i should get into that okay we should talk about okay, this honestly no <laughs> have you seen all of that shit on the internet lately where it's like those people those youtube people who are like how much money is in your bank account? And the girls are like, like $90,000. And they're like, what do you do for a living? They're like, I sell photos of my feet online. I'm like, well, maybe I should do that. Honestly, I've contemplated it. <laughs> okay, fuck it. Let's get into this. Okay, let's just talk about this book. Ow. Fuck. Ow. Fuck this book. And also, I love this book. Yo! Was not prepared for Frederick to be a fucking twat. Why'd you have to go do that to us, Frederick? Honestly. I did not think that would happen. I was like, there's no way. There's no way. He loves his dog. Take it away. Okay. This week we're reading chapters 52 to 81 of The Winners. Wieners. Wieners. All right. So it's after the funeral, Ramona's funeral, and everybody's giving Peter their condolences. And there's more than a few people saying that he should have Ramona's committee seat, which gets him thinking. Um, And he can't help himself from thinking it because he has been longing to get back into hockey. This part, I was just heartbroken just because Peter loves Ramona so much. And like, 
he she was like a parent to him um but out loud peter is talking to ramona and says um quote only moments a eh, ramona was that it i reckon you could have given us a few more who am i going to talk hockey with now but he doesn't realize that zach hell was also in the cl- in the church um and she's just being a creepo <laughs> yeah she's just like um hello hello i see you here being you weird good? with ramona <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then they end up having like a little bit of a heart to heart and peter realizes that ramona was probably the closest thing that zach hell had to a friend as well so mm-hmm. um there's like this they have a um, back and forth i thought it was funny it just kind of shows her character zach hell uh, she's just like I heard you resigned. And he's like, yeah, two <laughs> years ago. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, I just thought you were on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> just that. like oblivious. She's just so focused on her team mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. it. Um, They have this whole thing about coaches being fired and then coaches being women and how if she was a man, things might be different and that kind of thing. Um, and then she asks Peter to come with her to look at a player because she needs his advice, apparently, which is out of character for her. But, um, he's like, I'll ask or whatever. Um, and then we go to Kira, who is sitting in the car waiting for Peter. And she's thinking about a question that her psychologist had asked her and that has been bugging her. And that is, would you rather be important or be loved? Which I feel is like her whole internal struggle of life. Mm-hmm. Um, she has realized, like watching Peter in this moment, she's gotten used to being put first. And she envies the hockey supporters and the blind faith that they have. Um, and then Tails decides to vi- invite himself into her car. And he's like, yeah. so, Ramona's spot, eh? Uh, mm-hmm. we, we want you to take it. Mm. Obviously, she's pissed. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, raging a bit. And he's like, you need to calm down. You're being too loud, Taylor Swift. And... Um, <laughs> Kira then realizes that obviously Tails has done Tails or the committee has done something dumb and they need a lawyer. <laughs> and right then, yes, she would be right in that. And he says that the media is poking around. She asks, like, what for? He's like, nothing, I swear. I'm like, Tails, if you want her to be involved, she has to know she's going to yeah. be your lawyer. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's like he doesn't it. want to tell her until she's mm-hmm. in it, right? Yes, like true. she's committed. True, <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Um. But Tails obviously needs to butter her up a bit, and he's laying it on thick, and he's just like, yeah, laying it on thick. And at the end of the conversation, he says, "P.S. Peter can't know about anything." which then gets her interest peaked. Also, like, is this going to be the demise of their marriage? <laughs> He's going to feel so betrayed, though, by yeah. the town and, like, because he's going to find out she's got a seat on the committee. 
mm-hmm. before he finds out anything else, probably. True, true. So he's just going to be like, wow, my wife. They chose my wife over me and my wife didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Here, I think you needed to think about things a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I, or like talk with your fucking husband. Yes. <laughs> just yeah. talk with <laughs> Communication. Please. Okay. I just have a couple notes for this chapter. Um, the journalist, the editor's dad, rather, the journalist, texts his daughter three photos. One is of Peter and Timu together. The second one is of Peter leaving the church with Zakel. And the third one is Tails getting out of Kira's car. And the whole point of this is to say that the Anderson family is Beartown hockey. Hmm. He got the proof. He got the receipt. The proof's in the pudding. The proof's in the pudding pictures in a photographs here as being so nonchalant and straight up just asks peter if he's going to be home tomorrow <laughs> and they're already back to like friends off ice cold at this point um peter or sorry kira's psychologist would think that it's funny that peter is obsessed with creating something his bread hobby and kira is desperate to keep something alive the plants that she's working on um peter lets kira know that zakel asked him to go and look at a player um and though he keeps to himself that he's hoping that this might be a way back into hockey so he doesn't tell kira that um and Kira's feeling like she should tell Peter about tales and uh, they did they not learn from the last two books that they just need to talk to each other <laughs> just talk could you imagine um, if like if Kira just said to Peter hey t- like explain the situation do you know what's going on Peter would probably be like hmm not too sure, but once you find out, let me know. And then if he said mm-hmm. to Kira, I really miss hockey. I would like to get involved again in some way. She would probably say, sure, what are you thinking? Like, as long as it's not your whole entire life again, that would be nice. <laughs> the end. Yeah. But then yeah, we would maybe you're <laughs> yeah, volunteering once a week or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, And then in this moment, she's decided that she's going to be a lawyer first and a wife second. everyone in baritown is connected is what we are learning because of ramona oh yeah this is fucked (laughs) because of ramona's funeral the factory had to call in all of the workers from head because all of baritown wanted to go to ramona's funeral a young pregnant woman woman decides to go into work for the overtime she needs the money. The machine malfunctioned, the one that she's on, malfunctioned earlier in the day, but they faked the repair form because, of course, it's bear time mm-hmm. or hid, whatever. It's, yeah. it's you got to make that there. money. The, gotta the make that money. factory can't can't be down. Yeah, no, they got to make be that down. money, honey. No. And then also, there's supposed to be two pe- people working on the machine. But one was away, so it was only one person working the machine, this pregnant woman. And the safety button for the stop is too far away when it's just one person working, hence why you need two. 
And then I wrote down this quote because I feel like it summarized it all beautifully. No one who hears the howl will ever forget it. She falls in. She falls into the fucking heavy machinery. Yeah. Yikes. So we meet up with two players outside of the funeral, and that's Mumble and Amit. Um, Amit asks if they can start training together again, and Mumble is eager. Um, Benji's trying to go unnoticed um, at after the funeral, and you know you can't hide from Bobo though because Benji described him as a fully grown dog that thinks he's still a puppy, which I think perfectly <laughs> so represents good. Bobo. Yeah. Um. So then Bobo's like yelling to Amit and Mumble and he's just like, look who I found dragging Benji over and everybody's like, Shh, nobody wants the attention. Like <laughs> yeah. those three are like outcasts essentially right now. Yeah. Um, Bobo starts getting texts from Tess and everybody's like, Bobo's got a girlfriend. And he's like, yep, I do have a girlfriend. And also I need you to give do me a favor. Um, he picks them up in an old jalopy and Benji says that a skateboard with three wheels would be more reliable than this. <laughs> um, we notice that Mumble is being a lot more quiet than his name suggests. And that's because he realizes that they're headed to Hied and he knows there's going to be trouble. Because he's in a fucking van full of bear town peeps. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So Johnny and Hannah have a rare, remember them, back to them. We mm-hmm. see them every now and again. They have a rare night off work together until they're both called in. The of factory, course. yes, the factory has always been a point of controversy between Beartown and Hied. Mm-hmm. We go back to fucking Richard. What's his T.O.? Is that how you say it? T.U. But in this T-U. book, they have, have it per, like spelled out Theo. And I'm like, that's not, I don't think that's how it was spelled in the last book. I think it was, but on the audio, we learned oh, that it was T.U. maybe T.U. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same yeah. with head and head right yes true yeah, true yeah. true you. i just always want to say theo so i'll just keep yes. asking you anyway fucking richard he, with his quote bear town jobs for bear town people yeah yeah shit is hitting the fan so i wrote jesus christ she gets squished because that's what happened to the girl at the machine in the factory um mm-hmm. her brothers also work there and they come running when they hear her yelling The firefighters have to cut her out of the machine. Her injuries are non-life-threatening, so she lived, which I was hella surprised about. Hannah was called back to work because, as we know, the woman is pregnant. The brothers can't go into the hospital. Um, Some young boys from Beartown show up. They've got, like, a logo on their car, and this just, like, starts a fight because the brothers are pissed and the kids are just being dicks. Um, and the war is like on between the two towns. Um, she loses the baby, which is extremely sad. Mm-hmm. And Hannah has a, like Anna, Hannah struggles with that, obviously. And we find out that the head girl was substituting for the Bear Town girl originally, who named her baby Vidar. So it's just like one thing against, like it just keeps going. And one thing and going after and another. Yes, exactly. Like it's just exactly. keep coming. 
Oh, and then we're back to Tess and her brothers. Her brothers are making fun of her for texting Bobo. Um, they like get into like a little fight until they take it too far and she gets really pissed and then she gets a text from Bobo and asks her brothers if they can keep a secret. Can you keep a secret? Because I have one and it is so <laughs> good to hear it. Swifty five. Go rent it. Swifty five. Okay, so the secret that Tess needs them to keep is that Bobo's coming over. Oh, come on over. Come, come on, on over, baby. Bobo. 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 <laughs> nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Bo- Bobo pops up in his old jalopy. Um, and he even honks the horn trying to turn it off, which is like, <laughs> what does Benji say? He's like, that's what did he say? I laughed out loud. <laughs> he said something like, oh, wow, real smooth or something like yeah, that. Because yeah. I, I wrote down smooth move x lax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what did he, he wrote? So he said something about like, like way to be discreet or something. And yes. I just fucking yeah. died. One yeah. thing I like about this book is that we're getting a lot more dialogue from Benji. Whereas mm-hmm. in the other ones, the chapters were like mostly Benji chapters, so we weren't getting his dialogue. Yes, yeah, have so, like his thoughts, but not like actually how not, funny and like his mannerisms. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course, once everybody piles out of this van, Tobias is like, "What the fuck? Why is Psycho Benji here?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Then, of course, Ted is obsessed with Ahmet and he's like fanboying over him. And then Bobo asks Tess every question in his head that he's ever had about her. And in his basket is ingredients for some pasta and he makes her dinny. <laughs> Benji finally confronts Tobias and is like, you going to put that stick down or are you going to fight me? Like, what's up? And then Benji explains to him that he's too sick to fight, though. Um, It's because he is sober and he hasn't had a drop to drink since he's been back. Tobias and Benji start having a little bit of a back and forth and he explains that Tess doesn't usually laugh like Bobo makes her laugh. Um, Oh, it's so cute. I know. And Benji's like, well, you either laugh with him or you laugh at him. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, they're talking, Benji and Tobias talk about Ted. Tobias, we do find out that Tobias is proud and he knows that his brother is better than him. Benji then tells Tobias that Zekal would really like him as a player because he knows what he's capable of um, and that he should play for Beartown. Um, and he says, too bad that this, too bad your team is full of bitches and F words. Um, too Benji. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too Benji. But Benji doesn't bite back, which is surprising. So I think it shows how far he's come as a human. And mm-hmm. he says, well, we ain't sons of bitches, but the rest, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Tobias then asks Benji if he could teach him how to fight on the ice. He also asks him if Bobo's a good guy. And Benji tells him that he's the kindest, most loyal person he knows. But I don't know what she sees in him. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I mean. All these cute little things Mm -hmm. from Benji. Mm -hmm. I know. It is amazing. We find out that the reason why Tess probably likes Bobo so much is that 
she's just looking for a normal life and he wouldn't run towards fire that he would run to her instead they're leaving and Tess kisses Bobo on the cheek and it's really cute and then this chapter leaves off on a sour note though when he drops Mumble off at home and Mumble is on a high because he's never felt like he's been part of a gang of friends, like a group of friends. The neighborhood sees him get dropped off by Beartown people, and a stone gets thrown through his apartment window, and it says Judas die on it. Mm. Worst. It's like he literally fucking plays on their team. What do you expect him just to hate them and like yeah. not talk to them? I mean, he already does not talk to them, but like just not associate mm-hmm. with them. What do mm-hmm. they expect? Shoot himself in the foot? You? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, every, every time be. they're not on the ice, he just goes, fuck you! Fuck! Fuck Beartown! Fuck Beartown, <laughs> bitches. This is literally my team. Okay. So, like I said earlier, Hannah is pretty upset about the baby. Um, She goes home, and she finds out that Tess had Bobo over, and not just Bobo, but other people from Beartown. And there is a literal epic fight between the two of them. Mm -hmm. They both say a lot of nasty stuff um, about each other. Tess leaves. Hannah stays. Wow. (laughs) Yes. Yes. She's like, I'm I'm painting a clear picture here. (laughs) It's the muddiest, clearest picture I've ever seen. Thank you so much. Okay. Tess leaves. Hannah stays. Hannah goes downstairs. Tobias comes downstairs to comfort Hannah and tells her that Bobo is all right, which is very sweet that her brother mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, um, advocating for her. It is really yes. cute. Yes. Bobo and Benji go to pick Tess up because she calls Bobo like, hey, can you come get me? They they sit in the back seat together while Benji drives and they decide that they're together. And it's so cute. <laughs> their boyfriend and girlfriend. Agree- yeah, and they agree that she can get really mad at him as long as she never leaves him. That's their little, like, agreement. <laughs> so cute. Honestly, I feel like I want to rate this book, like, five stars already. Just on the amount of different emotions I've felt like I've I know. been so elated, so happy, so sad. I've laughed out loud. I've cried out loud. I like, know. I know. that's a sign of a good book. I know. Um, And then the last thing for this chapter... Benji's driving the camper van like I said he's like you know what this is pretty sweet I think that this suits me and he asks if he can buy the camper van off of Bobo and Bobo says no you cannot but you can have it which is so Bobo that is so Bobo I love that guy oh I love how much we're getting from Bobo I love how much we're getting from Benji it's so good Okay, it's the next day, and Zach Hell is picking Peter up in her rusty old Jeep. She tells him that he doesn't really, she doesn't really need his advice after all, <laughs> and that they have a six-hour journey ahead. Um, Peter, it ends up Peter knows the guy that they're going to look at. His name's Alexander, um, and they apparently wanted him to join Bear Town in the past, but he's a bit of a diva um uncoachable etc and Zachel says that she thinks he's just misunderstood well, tails is on their way his way to peter and kira's house and he's up to something obviously um 
and he's still hoping to shift the attention onto the Hied hooligans rather than the Beartown accounts. Um, and he, he says comes over that by a bike, like a bike. little bitch. <laughs> yes, because he doesn't want to be seen. He was like leaves mm-hmm. his phone off the hook. He like sets it all up mm-hmm. as if he's in there on a meeting, a por- important mm-hmm. call or something like that. And he's like sneaks out the back door. He's like bye bye. Yeah, little bitch. He's so bad. On his way over, obviously he's reflecting. He thinks that he's the opposite of corrupt, which mm, I think he's the actual definition of corrupt. But um, he thinks he's not because he feels like he's saving Beartown hockey and sacrificing everything in his life. Meh. Mm. So it's not we find even out- his ass on the line. No. But he set up well, something. He's, he's like second, I guess. But mm-hmm. like, it's so. He's. You've already set somebody up to take the fall. So like, yeah. <laughs> what are you worried about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we find out that Bear Town Hockey has two sets of accounts. There's a fake set for the tax office, and there's a real one for like that only tails and a few other people know about. Tails is just kind of pleading with Kira, like, take a look at what I want to show you. Um, And at the start of the conversation, she's angry with him and and about how differently they see the world. But by the end of all of this, she's going to hate herself for how much they are alike. The journalist and her dad sit on top of the newspaper's office building on outside, on top Mm. (laughs) of the roof. On the roof. (laughs) The roof. well hopefully not um they have the perfect view of the whole town this is a quote that i really related to not with my dad but as a child she missed her dad but as an adult she gained a friend so i I felt like that with my mom Mm -hmm. i wish i had more time to be friends with her but anyway they had like a rocky mm-hmm. relationship essentially mm-hmm. is what that's trying mm-hmm. to convey but now they get along because they share the same profession um they chat a bit about what's going on with everything her dad says that shady stuff happens all over hockey um he talks about the rich wanting to get rid of the poor essentially it happens everywhere schools everything you can see it happening with like the elite like the um private schools and like the elite teams mm-hmm. and all yes. that sort of stuff which is really the it's rich true pushing yeah. out the poor exactly um yeah. and that's even like why players like Ahmed and Bobo saying he's like a lupin like because he came he came from the ditches and he like keeps growing or whatever but mm-hmm. it's like despite that's everything he yeah yeah that's mm-hmm. why he's such a like um public good like look at us look, look at this yes. player like mm-hmm. because it's rich people that they want playing on a team yes yeah yeah anyway yes um, and because where yeah. Amit comes from he, he like has to brochure worthy yeah and he has to play twice as hard just to be acknowledged as a decent player mm-hmm mm-hmm because mm-hmm. his fam like he can't buy his way in mm-hmm. exactly she asks her dad if her because he's like shit's gonna hit the fan i hope you're ready and so she asks her dad if her conscious conscience makes her a bad journalist and he says no i wonder if they're gonna not 
if they're gonna get like I this thought just came to me they're gonna get like really far and like have the story ready and then she's gonna be like like I can't do this I can't do it to Peter I'm ho- or something I hope so that maybe she, they like find out because I feel like her dad I think he thinks that in like most situations things are as they seem like mm-hmm. it's black and white but I think it's different in Beartown. It's not mm-hmm. so black and white. There are lines that are being pushed and blurred and stuff like that. And it, because he like takes pictures and he's like, Andersons are hockey when mm-hmm. in fact they have nothing to do with hockey for the past two years. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. But I think, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Oh, I guess we'll find out. Okay. Hopefully shit doesn't hit the fan. Kira thinks that Tails is a pure-blooded dolt. She he shows <laughs> her. Amen. Yes, honestly, I'm right there with you. Um, sh- he shows her a video of all the kids that he took. Um, with a- Alicia being like the star of the show, and obviously this breaks Kira's heart. And then she says, "Yes, he's adult, but he's not stupid." So, the butter is working. Um, Peter's at the rink with Zachel and he finally feels like he's at home. We find out that Alexander's father idolized Peter and he realizes that he's there to convince the dad and not Alexander. Oh, Zachel. Um, she's the smart one. Yes. She kind of challenges Peter and Alexander to a little bit of a bet. And she says, if you can get around him, you can have my jeep so peter laces up the skates and he fucking plays he actually like keeps <laughs> up with them he he and goes like, when for was it. the last time that he was skating even yeah yeah exactly um they take a moment zach hell's like i need to talk to you alexander peter's convinced he's having a heart attack <laughs> um zach hell uses the like mongoose and cobra analogy i don't know Mm. i'm sure other people have heard it um and this helps him get past peter and zach hell leaves her keys on the ice and alexander loves hockey again (laughs) we are back to tales and cura uh, Tails tells Kira that she's looking through the files as a lawyer and that this is confidential. I feel like that should have been her indicator to like GTF. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> yeah. Red flag. Like the biggest red flag. This red flag covers your whole house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like one of those Walmart flags, you know? How many mm-hmm. beds fit in it? Okay. <laughs> Honestly, that's how I think. How many beds? How many cars? There's... How many? Yes. That's what I think too. I'm always like, how many beds fit in that flag? <laughs> I need something with reference, like how many cars, how many yeah. like big items. Fit yeah, would in fit in that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, we're the same. We're the same. No we're, wonder we're we're on the same page. Yes. So Tails' end goal is to merge the clubs and make Beartown Elite, as we were saying earlier. Kira knows that Tails has done something. She starts sifting through the paperwork. It can see that the club is in financial trouble. Um, she asks what's in the other folder because he's still got one by his little hand and he tells her things that nobody is allowed to see and he shows her back to six Mm -hmm. hours away with Zakel and Peter Alexander's mom is there she shows up and he is like really 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 happy to see her his dad is pissed there's like a whole divorce thing going on Mm -hmm. so you can just imagine 
Um, the Peter drama. goes to talk. Yeah, the drama. Peter goes to talk to Alexander. He tells him that it was a good game. Um, they chat and they have like a little heart to heart. Blah, blah, blah. And then he asks if Zakel is a good coach, and Peter says, "Yes, she is." And we find out that it's his mom who decides where he gets to play. And mm-hmm. she likes Zakel. And this was all strategically set up by Zakel. Like mm-hmm. she knew all of this. She's so smart. She's she so writes socially the book. awkward. Yes. It's weird because she's like socially awkward, but understands people still. Like how to make them do what you want. It's like she's like putting all of her effort into that. And she's like, I don't got time to try and like make friends or do anything yeah. else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly all right back to the kitchen with peter and tails so kira kira and tails about embezzlement what did i say peter 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 and tails no no peter just kira and tails you're right i was wrong okay so kira is thinking about embezzlement and how all the shit is so fucking shady and we find out that there is money laundering going on in Beartown hockey wash and dry wash where and dirty dry. money becomes clean mm-hmm. all right is this an episode oh, right. of Ozark I've got a note it just says <laughs> honestly I have a note that just says oh shit Kira's business is on the sponsorship list so that it looks quote clean which is just like even mm-hmm. fucking worse she's like yeah. I didn't well, I'm not a That sponsor. sets her off. Yeah, that sets her off. She's like, what the fuck? Okay, Don't so, put my business in mm-hmm. here. So essentially, he's created a pyramid scheme. He shows her the very last folder, which includes the land sale documents. That is a whole part. I, I mean, I didn't write it all down because I didn't really understand it. But what I do understand is that these land sale documents are what is sort of like the, the main point of the money yeah. laundering scheme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kira says that someone is going to go to prison over these, over this. And then she finally sees that it's Peter's fucking name on the paperwork. (sighs) And it turns out that Peter signed the papers because he trusted Tails and Tails asked him to. And Tails fully fucking admits this. That's what I thought. That's what I thought was going on yeah and obviously she's like livid like she's so fucking pissed and she storms out like she leaves her own house <laughs> she's so yeah. mad she leaves her yeah. own house um and so what do you think tails did well let me tell you he just decides to make more coffee and wait for her to come back <laughs> uh. oh god fuck okay. amit has spent hours running after he reaches for the bottle but he realizes he's calm and he's forgotten that feeling so then he decides to join the kids outside playing hockey which makes them all like super happy this moment also gives him the courage to go and run to zakel's house but of course she's not there and she's also not at the rink switch over to anna and maya they're walking home and they see Kira running. Anna's like, is that your mom? <laughs> but um, but Maya's like, no, that's no, not my mom. <laughs> my mom would never run. Like, what would make her run kind of thing. <laughs> but indeed, it is Kira. Um, and when they get back to Maya's, obviously, Tail is, Tails is there. Anna's like, 
hello what and Maya's just like honestly I don't know I've stopped asking questions at this point <laughs> yeah because like Timu was there earlier her dad yeah. was baking bread she's just like what the fuck what's happened here yeah <laughs> Um, with Zakel not being any of her, in her any of her usual locations, Amit decides to run to Peter's house instead. Um, he's ready to confess like how he really feels in this moment, but Maya answers the door. She lets him know that Peter and Zakel are looking at a new player, and this makes uh-huh. Amit fall straight into the abyss. That sucks for mm-hmm. Amit. That mm-hmm. sucks. All right, so Alexander is driving Zakel slash his new Jeep, old Jeep, her old Jeep, his new Jeep. Yes. Well, Zakel <laughs> and Peter are in the back seat. So Peter asks Zakel if she's talked to Amit lately. Um, and he accuses her of bringing Alexander on to replace Amit. And she tells Peter. That it's to annoy Amit, not replace him, which is very interesting. She is very mm-hmm. interesting and strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, Alec earns himself. Oh, I just started writing Alec because I didn't want to write the whole name. Anyway, Fair Alexander. Enough, <laughs> Alexander earns himself the nickname Big City. Zakal loves this and she laughs, which is like a first for everybody. Everybody's like shocked over this. Um, and it turns out that Big City is going to have to stay with Peter because Zakel did not get him anywhere to stay. <laughs> Kira has decided to protect Peter. So she tells, the, this was fucking funny. She tells the girls not to tell anyone that Tails was there. And Anna's like, um, no offense, Kira, but I think you can do better. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so fucking funny. That was funny. I was like. Yes, he's. She's like, why would you? No one would believe that you're having an affair with him. Yeah, it's so good. Anyway, she tells the girls not to tell anyone. Um, and she's so happy to see Peter, and he is also happy when he arrives. So it's a nice little vibe at the house. And then Peter sees the way that Maya and Big City look at each other. Hey. And he does not like this. He shuts this down. He says that he says big, big city can stay for one night. <laughs> one night only. Um, and Anna also one night only. And Anna also stays the night and mentions how Maya wants to sleep with that guy. And Maya's like, no, I don't. And she says that she's just happy that she wants to sleep with someone again, which is just like their cute little best friend. How they can Why talk they to so- each other and be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are they so sweet? Well, I don't know. I don't. So we find out that Tess ends up staying at Bobo's in his bed, in fact, but with all of his siblings and Bobo on the floor. Um, yeah. I know. <laughs> so Hog Bobo's dad has no has no clue what the hell is going on, and there's never been a girlfriend <laughs> in the house before. So Hog offers her breakfast. And makes her promise to tell him if Bobo ever behaves badly toward her so that he can kill him. (laughs) Why are they just so pure? Jesus. Um, She makes her parents wait all day until dinner time and then arrives back at home with Bobo. Bobo wants to cook them dinner and they all eat together. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Tess is laying down the law. 
of course, Bobo's asking all of the questions again, um, but Johnny is the mad, but it's not anybody else's fault that he's disappointed. So um, after Johnny storms out, Hannah asks Bobo about Hannah asks about Bobo's mom. And then obviously it's a bit of a sad moment. Um, and Tess apologizes to Bobo, which is sweet. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't tell her Mm. that kind of thing. And then Hannah goes and swears at herself in the bathroom for 10 minutes and then goes into the garage to swear at her husband instead. Um, she comes out like swinging right away and tells him he's a coward for hiding out here. Um, and that Tess has picked a good one and that she needs to, that Johnny needs to accept that. And also reminds him that his family wasn't on board with Hannah when they first met. Um, Johnny insists that they are different, but Hannah does not see how, um, Johnny judges Bobo and says that he just wants to sleep with a girl from Hied so he can boast for, boast to his friends. Um, and then Hannah says, why is that? Because that's how you and your friends were. Not all boys are the sort of pigs that you were. Yes. Mm-hmm. Go off, Hannah. Yes. Mm-hmm. She can see that Bobo's a good Oh, He's mm-hmm. a good egg. Yes. She is team Bobo for sure. Johnny then surprisingly asks Bobo for help with the van. Um, mm -hmm. And then he says, if you think that you can be with my daughter because you can fix my car, keep dreaming essentially. And then he Bobo stands up and says, that's not your decision. I don't think that that's your decision, which is a good answer in Johnny's eyes. Mm -hmm. Johnny tells Bobo that Tess is smart and there are no opportunities for her here. So don't hold her back, essentially. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Bobo's response is, I won't hold her back. I'll go with her anywhere. Either she'll have to stop liking me or you'll have to start. And so that was really cute. And then Johnny's like, also, I guess your cooking isn't that bad, by the way. (laughs) So there's a bit of a truce truth he doesn't like it but he's accepting of it yeah yeah and all just because the guy's from another town like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hockey peter takes big city to the rink and maya decides to go along as well um she ends up like fucking with peter by complimenting big city and like flirting with him in front of her dad (laughs) he ain't then it's really (laughs) um they have a nice her and her dad have a nice little time together at the rink and then Kira's colleague is helping to go through all of this paperwork and she tells her that her and Peter she's helping her because her and Peter aren't allowed to not be together like Mm -hmm. they've been through so Mm -hmm. much shit that their love story is like endgame and they can't not be together Mm -hmm. which I think is probably a little bit eye-opening for Kira as well to have like an outsider's perspective be like no you guys are good together yeah I think she needed to hear that from somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's interesting that she's also trusted somebody else with all of the little documents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a hard eyes here because Benji is driving the camper van smoking a cigarette. 
he's probably such a babe like just total babe Dude. could you picture With this his long hair yes i can <laughs> He's like driving this beat up old camper van and like window down with like a cigarette. And I thought, woo, mm-hmm. we woo. <laughs> yeah. Um, he drives to the rink. He's thinking about what his life would have been like if he was still playing hockey, which is something that he keeps thinking about, which will probably forever haunt him in Bear Town. Hence why he had to run away. Um, he drives to the Hollows. He ends up picking up Amit because training starts today. Um, but Amit is worried he's going to disappoint everyone. And Benji tells Amit he's never seen anyone as good at hockey as him and doesn't want to spend the rest of his life wondering, which is really like wondering what Amit could have been, which is really cute. But this is just like Frederick's like classic foreshadowing that I this is when I texted you and was like, I'm not ready. Like, I'm not ready for this. Alma starts playing hockey again, but Benji will never find out how good he can be. I don't want Benji why you do to this? die. Like, I just why, why you do this to us, Frederick? Can we just, like, can somebody tell me part? what chapter to stop reading at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we skip to the good part? What? But, like, I don't. know that's not going to be good. Yeah, no, I know that whenever that happens is when I'm done. <laughs> yep, yep. I was almost done here at the end of these last chapter. Fuck at the me end too. of these, yeah. Well, okay. you can see what's going on now. Like mm-hmm. it's all laid I out. I can see it. It's all coming together. It's like a VR. Tales... Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, classic Frederick. So good. Okay. Tails finds himself calling Richard, Thiu, Tiu, and Timu. Interesting. Tails tells good old Dick that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his that... name is Richard. That's good. Yes, yeah, name's Richard. <laughs> Let's just call him that. That's good. Um, sorry. <laughs> he tells Richard that how he thinks that both now he's flipped the script and that both towns should have their own teams still. So he had should have theirs and Bear Town should have theirs for the children, of course. Um, I fucking Rich... can't with tales. I... Yes. Mm-hmm. Richard can see right through him and sees that he's afraid of the reporters um, and not the auditors, like Tails is saying. Um, and Richard pretty much just comes out and says, I assume you're trying to conceal the training facility <laughs> um, <laughs> and bury the Beartown scandal under the Hied hockey, like rebuilding of their arena. And then Richard will help him but he wants to be part of the new bear town business park so there's stipulations to the helping which is never good with richard to you so now he's trying mm-hmm. to work on now he's trying to work on timu um tails tells him that there's reporters and they're going to use peter as a scapegoat for this whole new bear town scandal which is what gets timu to cooperate which is interesting um and he's like your guys can't start any trouble and you know like i don't need you scaring the reporters but timu kind of reads between the lines and he's like fine we'll keep an eye on the reporters um but all you have to do is save the bear skin from liev hmm, interesting and mm-hmm. then later 
the reporters at the grocery store and she can swear that there's two men following her. She's scared out. She's sketched out, but she's hope she's she's hoping that she's imagining it. But she ain't. Yikes. They following her. No, she ain't. Okay. The caretaker knows that Zakel changing the A team's training to the last spot was to test the team and not out of like goodwill as everybody else saw it. He asks her who the captain will be as he's been asking her every single fucking day. He doesn't get an answer, but he also asks if he should lock the doors because she's been trying to teach the boys to show up on time. And she says no, that she's waiting on one more. (sighs) Today, they're playing a practice game against the junior team. It's like kind of this rite of passage. So they're both excited to play each other, the A team and the juniors. Um... There's drama about the tops because Tails had their names printed on these tops for the brochures, but really it was so that Amit's name could be front and center on these fucking brochures. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they hate these training shirts, these training tops, and Zakel makes them wear them today because she wants them to be annoyed. She's like really rallying everybody up. Mm -hmm. And Amit arrives. Yes. And Ahmed arrives, which is Ahmed. Um, so he's all like, "Hey, can I play?" She's like, "No, like, sorry, everything's full." And then he sees um, Big City, and he's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" And then she's like, "But you can play at the juniors," and he's like, "All right." So she makes him go and change and play with the juniors. So this is like a whole thing. So Ahmed gets into the juniors changing room. He has his practice jersey and he peels his name off the back so that his jersey is more similar to the junior's jersey. So it's like symbolic of them playing as a team, right? Because Amit's finally not playing for himself. Yeah. 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 Which is exactly where she wanted him and exactly where he needs to be. And so he gives them like this little pep talk about like this figure skater and he's trying to like get to the point, but he can't remember what the point is. And then one of the other guys, jumps in and summarizes it for him and saying like it's supposed to be hard you need to think less and just like play Mm -hmm. the game so that was kind of like nice like unity between all the little players because they like really respect Amit right Mm -hmm. okay so the A-team still can't keep up with Amit even though they keep saying he's fatty fatty um so they resorted to just tackling him because that's all that they can do Mm -hmm. Zakel doesn't want to call a penalty because she wants to see Amit mad what he will do with that anger. So in the end, the game is really Amit by versus Alexander. It's mostly just the two of them playing one another because they're evenly matched. Um, Amit and Bobo a joke and hug after the game. It's like really cute. They've got like their own little thing going on. And as Amit walks towards the junior change room, Bobo tells him he's going the wrong way and he's already moved all of his stuff into the A-team change room. So this is when Amit knows he's back on the team. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all the other A-team members have picked their names off of the jerseys too. And I was like, the symbolism, like they're finally all mm-hmm. on the same page again. Like mm-hmm. being a That team warmed my heart. I know it's cute it's cute because everybody was angry about it it's like and Amit was the one that's like I'm gonna take mine off who cares fuck it okay so I'm angry but I'm gonna just 
carry on. Maya, Peter, Sune, and his dog. And Sune Fatima, is back. Finally. I know he's back. Yeah. And Fatima are all watching the A-team in the stands. But Fatima doesn't want Ahmet to know that she's there because she doesn't want him to, like, I guess she just, I don't know. I think that's a her thing more than an Ahmet yeah. thing. She, yeah. like, doesn't want doesn't him to want feel him pressured to or anything. Pressure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Benji comes in too, so they're all like watching. He's cute. Maya goes and sits with Benji. They end up talking about how hot Big City is, which is like really fucking cute and adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both kind of touch on how weird it is to be back in Bear Town. And then Benji just asks her if she's ever thought what life would have been like if Kevin didn't exist. And would she still live in Bear Town? Like what that looked like. So they were they were kind of just like getting like having a little heart to heart about real shit. Um, because they're essentially both in the same boat over Kevin, right? Honestly, like he yeah, fucked true, up both their true. lives. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly Anna shows up saying that she wouldn't know where they were if she didn't install that stalker app on Maya's phone. And when Maya asks her why she installed a stalker app on her phone, she's like, for situations like this, and points to the two of them. And then I wrote that it's really probably because she'll never forgive herself for not knowing where Maya was that night, which is why she's put the app on Maya's phone, so she always knows where she is. Oh my god, I didn't even think of that. That is true. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. I mean, why else would she like? She didn't do that. True. So she knew where Maya True. and Benji were. Come on. True. I feel like True. she just always wants to be able to save Maya. <laughs> yeah, this like, is. She's true. not going to let that happen again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just three people left in the locker room after, and Amit asks Mumble if he will consider practicing again, um, and Big City asks to join in. And then they're like, well, maybe we should just go practice now. So they all get back and they're all back in their hockey gear. Um, Amit's genuinely laughing again, which fills Fatima with joy. Um, Amit starts razzing Benji and he goes and grabs a pair of skates. Then Bobo joins in and then Peter joins in. So it's just like a picture of pure fun happiness, like is what frederick's painting here um and then he does like a little us against you call back too which i love we find out that this is the start of something for amit and for bobo the end for peter he belongs again and for mumble he belongs for the first time Hmm. alexander feels like a kid and falls in love with hockey again but how does it feel for benji no one will know that this is the last time they will see him play. And one day Maya will write a song. I'm going to cry. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm that like, part got me. You see, I'm like literally tearing up. She's glossing over. Yep. Okay. So this is a Mateo chapter. Um, I, st- I just started it off with a quote, which is why I was really confused. But I really like okay. this quote. Which is, quote, that's why someone who hated their own childhood often has greater empathy than someone who loved theirs and I really liked the insight into that I thought that was really accurate and true um and also he's talking about how children want to belong and this is what hockey is for Beartown and he had like a place to belong that sense of community and Mateo is outside the rink like a fucking creepy stalker maybe he's got a creepy stalker app on one of their phones (laughs) 
probably <laughs> wouldn't put it past him so this is actually kind of sad i actually kind of felt a little bit bad for mateo at this point but we find out that when he was 11 some older boys tricked him into thinking that he could hang out with them and what they did was they forced him out onto the ice until it was way too dangerous like they kept telling him to keep going out and it was bad and he was scared and he ended up lying down and not moving and being stuck out on the ice that sucks that's pretty traumatic i understand rightly so but like don't take it as far as you are, Mateo. You're being mm-hmm. a dick. So then some uh, some older boys came and scared off the other boys, and they ended up saving Mateo and bringing him home. And that is when we find out that those boys that saved him were from the Hied hockey team, and then one of them introduces themselves to Ruth. Mm. And I think that's the beginning of the end of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Soon, Sune's dog is obsessed with Mumble, like most animals are. I think they get get his like chill vibes. Um, they try Bobo and them try to offer him a ride home. He's like, "No, I'll take the bus." He hasn't told anybody about the rock either, which he should. <laughs> um, and we find out that Big City doesn't end up needing a ride, but he needs somewhere to stay. Since Peter <laughs> is worried about him and Maya getting it on. <laughs> um, Benji offers up the camper van and we find out that he's also never been camping. So they go out to the island area and they drink and smoke. Aww. And I yeah. loved this. It sounded like mm-hmm. so much fun. They yes. Yeah. It. Yeah. They all. Yeah, exactly. It was like heart and soul warming. Maya warns Benji that he better not sleep with her future husband. (laughs) Um, The girls go to bed and the boys have a heart to heart about Beartown, about Peter, Zachel. um, And we also find out that Big City has issues with concussions um, Mm -hmm. and that he wants to be somebody, but he know he he knows he won't make it to the NHL. Um, and then Benji admits that he stopped playing hockey because he stopped being in love. And the next morning, big city goes out by himself and finally enjoys the silence. That's so cute. Something I didn't realize, which is about hockey, which is when these boys are like 16, 17, 18, like that's their prime. Right, mm, not like uh, that's when they're being scouted to be drafted, but their prime would be like their twenties, mid twenties. But like that's when they're being scouted mm-hmm. to be drafted. Yes. That's really important. If they yes. don't get that, then they don't get to go mm-hmm. further. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine the fucking pressure. Yeah, that would I be think insane. It, yes, I think Frederick does a good job of explaining it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is and interesting I, yeah. because. He's not ever, he's never played hockey himself, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I guess he would feel pressure in other ways. But he does a, a really good job of, yeah, kind of, yeah, exemplifying that. Yeah, it's, it's interesting anyway. Okay, this is short. And this chapter got me, and I had to friggin' message Ashley about it. And then she talked me off the ledge because I was like, holy fuck. Okay, someone goes to the graveyard. I thought it was Mateo. It's not Mateo. I thought it was Mateo. Somebody goes to the graveyard. He's thinking about how no one will remember her name. There's a butterfly that's been carved into the stone. 
this is when I literally thought that Mateo was Mumble. And I was like, this is a fucking plot twist. Mm. Like, if Mateo and Mumble were the same person? <gasps> mm. But mm. they're not. Anyway, they're not. Okay. It's just Mumble. It's not Mateo. But anyway, and then Mumble starts saying that he's sorry over and over and over to Ruth's gravestone. Interesting. Okay. So, Mateo follows Mumble. He sees him sobbing at Ruth's grave, and he thinks that this is worse in his eyes, and that that means that Mumble saw Ruth as a human that could be disposed of, and he deserves nothing but hell. If he had a gun- stick right up his ass. I know. I know he does. And he says, if he had a gun right now, he would do just that, send him to hell. So now he'll have to wait a few days for his chance. Hmm. Hmm. He should pull that stick right out of his ass. He's butthurt. Jeez. He's butthurt. And like, let's, I mean, I know it's going to happen, but I wish that those elderly people would realize that their fucking window is faulty and that they mm-hmm. need to keep their gun cabinet locked up mm-hmm. and that someone's mm-hmm. literally been sleeping downstairs. Do they not go downstairs? Come on. <laughs> okay. Sune is living his best retired life with his dog and the hockey girl, Alicia. The doctor mistakes Alicia as his grandchild, and it's funny, funny, Sune is remembering that 30 years earlier, the same thing happened where they had thought that Peter was his son. So this is a pattern. This is something that's happening to him again, and the results were good for Peter. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. let's see how it goes for Alicia, but... Sune was appalled that neither of them knew how to fire decent shots or eat a proper jam sandwich, which is weird that it's just jam on a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what about peanut butter? <laughs> yeah. Where's the, jam where's the B? Where's yeah, the B? Where's, PB? Where's the PB? And the B. The B, bread? Butter. Peanut butter. Peanut Wait, butter. you want PB, B, and J? You want butter, peanut butter, and jam? No, I I meant to say I said B as in like thinking of peanut butter, but I forgot the P to say P B P D B D B. Anyway, if you eat jam sandwiches, you fucked. Or so it started. Sandwiches. It started with Dune teaching her hockey, but went on to him teaching her much more, like how to tie her shoes and her times tables and how to ride a bike, which is just very very cute. Um, Sune has been feeling breathless and his chest hurts, which is repeating, and I do not like this. I do not like it. Not one bit. <sighs> oh my god, I can't even fucking take this. And then Alicia starts signing Sune up for her class trips, so Sune and his dog start going on all of her class fucking trips, which is just, like, literally the cutest thing in the entire universe. And I just really love their relationship. It's fucking adorable just amazing (laughs) okay this is a a little shoddy audrey is cursing her donkey of a brother because he got his van stuck um (laughs) then back at home his laughter fills the house again and it sounds like somebody who is in love so it's giving them hope yeah all right guess who we're visiting again dick guess who dick is visiting he's visiting the newspaper office so he can Hmm. see the editor 
she asks him if he's looking for a job, which I fucking love. She sounds sassy and just like wonderful. Um, in his lap, the paper is open to the letter to the editor section where there is a mom who wrote in and she's pissed about the mal- macho culture of Beartown hockey, etc. But we find out that he's not there to talk about that, of course. He wants to see what the two of them can do to mend the relationship between Beartown and Hied. He wants to make sure that the editor isn't starting a witch hunt unnecessarily. The editor has been seeing the black jackets everywhere, like you had said, and is feeling very uncertain about everything. Um, He says he's only there to point out the importance of timing, not to dictate what she publishes and what she doesn't. And I wrote, wow, because that is such a fucking manipulative fucking thing to say to someone. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, Frederick does such a good job of, like, making these hateable characters. Because it's mm-hmm. so, it, that's such a politician. Like, that's such yes. a politician. Yes, it is. Um, He tells her that no one should believe that they can cope on their own. And it's like he's trying to make her an ally in this weird, fucked up way. (laughs) And then he tells her that he and many others have the greatest respect for Peter. And the editor has no idea how Richard knows that she's targeting Peter. And she'll never understand how the whole town is connected. She not from around there. Okay. Audrey and Benji go to Sune's house. Um, Audrey doesn't like the letter to the editor in the paper, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong. So she agrees. She just doesn't agree with how the person went about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sune warns Audrey about the 13-year-old team game between Hied and Beartown, just in case she wants to keep anyone away. Cough, Benji, cough. Mm-hmm. Um, just so he doesn't get caught up in everything. We find out that Sune has been writing about death, and he has also been writing about how everything in his house works. <laughs> and of course... <laughs> about his dog he loves his dog I think he's writing about all of this oh sorry i think he's oh, writing about all of the, how everything in his house works for alicia mm-hmm. i think so too yes yeah yeah mm-hmm. um he loves his dog so much and he feels that he's never loved something like this before in his life like he doesn't have a wife or children He's mentored children his whole life, but he's never felt like a love like this. And he feels that he belongs to the dog, not the dog belonging to him. And then we find out that his name is Bang, which uh, then I started crying there. And then they start looking for Bang because they can't find him. And then they find him under his favorite tree. R.I.P. Bang. Caitlin is she is crying it is really sad I couldn't believe this honestly I just kept thinking like Frederick loves his dog so much there's no way that he would kill a dog in his book like that doesn't seem very Mm. Frederick of him and he fucking does it must be for like a very specific reason 
like what I assume is because this would be like actually a very pivotal thing to start a war like this is yes one of the things that would Mm -hmm. and like I think you might talk about it next but like that dog was like the mascot for the town Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I understand why it happened I just wish it didn't and yeah exactly okay so bang has died and benji goes and finds a rock for his grave and on the rock they write you run on ahead which is just like oh my god so benji and audrey go and meet alicia after school and they tell her and she cries and cries and cries um benji knows what death feels like to a child so he doesn't do anything to try to help her but what he does end up doing is putting a stick in her hand they go to the rink audrey had already called ahead to the caretaker to leave a window open (laughs) like too much for me it's yeah i'm like after that chapter i was like raw so i'm like crying these whole chapters as i'm reading um they play hockey together and they are exhausted after they end up lying down in the middle of the rink Alicia asks Benji if he hates God, and he says yes, and she says me too. They end up bonding and laughing together. Benji teaches her a trick about how when the games are happening, before the games he would come and lie where he's lying with Alicia and look up at the ceiling, and that's how he centered himself during the games. He would remember the moments of quiet and look up at the ceiling. She falls asleep on the ice, and he carries her back to Sune's, which is just so cute. The next day, Audrey tells Benji that they found rat poison inside of liver pate all over Sune's property, and so now they know that it was Hed, and Hed is fucked now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... We find out that it wasn't anybody from Hied, but Mateo was so mad that he was ignored again on Sune's walk with his dog that he decided he's going to take something away from Beartown. He's the one who found the rat poison in his neighbor's basement and put it in the liver pate and left it outside for bang fuck you mateo fuck you. i wish he fucking died on the on the ice i wish he just fell through fuck you honestly mateo. honestly Literally, mateo fuck you i hope him and tails have a nasty slip and fall like and we've it really inconvenience really shitty... yeah <laughs> we've read about some really shitty male characters on this podcast like as a whole i don't think there's ever been one as fucking shitty as stupid mateo honestly if you were a real person i think i would consider strangling him i would consider murder yes consider all right it's been exactly a week since the storm so everything that has happened has happened in the duration of a week which is kind of that means only one week is left Mm mm-hmm Um, It's been two years since someone died as a result of the feud between the two towns. Everyone in Hied hates everyone in Beartown and vice versa. Sune thinks everyone is thinking that it was okay 
or rather that he's okay because it was just a dog even though he's in a million pieces oh fuck (laughs) and then this next part too because the doorbell rings and it's Timu standing at Sune's door and he has I'm sorry. tears in his eyes. But I think I have a crush on Timu. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> you have a crush on Timu. I love it. Okay, but I, I'm here for it. I'm fucking here for it. I've got a little crush on Sune just because he's a cute little man. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the doorbell rings and Timu's standing there at Sune's door and he has tears in his eyes and a bunch of the pack are behind him and he hands him an enormous floral wreath, like the type that you would actually put on a grave. And he invites them in and they help Sune around the house. One of them fixes the leaky tap and the other one does the dishes and whatever. And when they leave, Kimu places an envelope on the table and Sune says, no, I like, I don't need that. And Timu says, it's for Alicia. It was her dog too. <laughs> and it's just really fun. All right. And then this is the end. This is, this is it for now. I just wrote this down. It was an Audrey and Benji kind of vibe, but Audrey notes that yesterday Benji was vulnerable, but today he is explosive for fuck's sakes i'm not gonna be able to take it when benji dies no i'm not going to either i'm not gonna be able to take it when he dies i'm gonna marry timu and mateo and tails can go stand in the middle of the unfrozen lake with cement boots on yeah cement boots fuck you guys i don't know man i don't know know this last quarter is gonna be i don't know I feel like, yeah, there's obviously going to be a massive fight, I feel like. Well, okay. and especially because the dog was from Audrey's, like Audrey's mm-hmm. dog. So Benji feels yes. like a personal connection to this dog. And then he's watched how this has affected Alicia, who he feels a personal connection to. Mm-hmm. And he's watching how this is affecting Sune, who he we know he has a connection to. So it's just mm-hmm. like... And then the pack thought that that dog was their dog, like team dog. It was even in like Mm -hmm. their photos and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like it was on the newspaper. That's how Mateo recognized it. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. just like, ugh. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Avenge bang, avenge bang. But you got to get the right people. Yeah. I still feel like Mateo is going to like bring a gun somewhere. Well, I feel like he's obviously now targeting Mumble, and I'd like to know, obviously, I'm wondering if Mumble loved Ruth, and then he they were from different towns, and then he got, got caught up with yeah. the other players, and he kind of got, yeah. he seems like the type to take, like, second, like, take the mm-hmm. back seat and let other yeah. people, you know, so mm-hmm. maybe he did, like, really, like, love her, like you're saying, and then brought her around or something and then the other guys took advantage of her and she he never spoke spoke up and he feels awful maybe oh Oh. all right well finish the book and then we can all just sit here and cry for an hour and a half next week okay bye yeah so have your kleenex ready see you next week yeah goodbye fuck 
so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand-friendly, but don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.